Welcome to Focus on Success with Fazia Costi. Our program is designed to help you with executive function challenges. Our guest experts offer perspective, experience, and ideas to improve different aspects of your life. Now, here is your host, Fazia Costi. Good morning. I'm Fazia Costi. I'm an executive function here in the Phoenix, Arizona area. And um, I work with people who have issues with time management or organizational issues or maybe challenges with focus. Sometimes my clients also have issues with memory or even sleep issues. And today we're going to meet with Linda Yunjin, and she is an expert in meditation, and she does amazing things with meditation. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how she works with her clients to help them benefit from meditation in a way that improves their sleep, their focus, maybe even their time management and organizational skills because they're more relaxed and more in control. Uh, Welcome to the show, Linda. Hi, Fazia. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And for the audience who doesn't know um, Linda yet, Linda and I have known each other for a little over a year now, actually. And she has worked... um, on occasion with some of my clients, at least I've referred many to her. Um, I think she's incredible. So um, welcome to the show, Linda. Would you please tell our audience a little bit about you, your background, and how you got into meditation? I'd love your story. Sure. So first of all, yes, my name is Linda Yunjin, and I make content. I'm a YouTuber for a YouTube channel called Brain Education TV. So on that channel, we share this thing called Brain Education. And in a nutshell, brain education is this five-step method that was created by a meditation expert from South Korea named Ilchi Lee. And it's designed to help awaken parts of your brain so that you can create your own health, happiness, and peace. Because a lot of the times people think that, you know, health is something that's given to me and happiness is something that's given to me if other people make me happy and peace is given to me if the environment is perfect but we don't think about we can create our own health happiness and peace regardless of the situation and environment around us absolutely i love that so i make youtube chan i make you uh, videos on the youtube channel that kind of talk about brain education and how people can learn about brain education and incorporate it into their lifestyle so kind of to give you a background about how i got started in all this so i first of all had no interest in meditation or spirituality at all when i first started i'm naturally a very left-brained rational person i'm like if i don't see the science i don't believe it i'm one of those people if i don't see it i don't believe it either but i kind of went on this meditation journey when i was living my life and um, i got pretty sick pretty stressed stressed out and i got sick so i was um eating well i was an athlete i was you know, working out, I was sleeping well, I was doing all these things that society had told me would make me healthy. You know, checking all the boxes that society said, if you do this, you'll be healthy, exercise every day, if you eat organic, if you drink lots of water, if you sleep well, you know, all those things. (laughs) And yet, I was feeling really bad. 
And I got sick and I actually got diagnosed with a hormonal disorder called polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is cysts in your ovaries. And um, they, at the age of 18. And so basically the doctors told me that PCOS is incurable and you're going to get cancer later on, cervical cancer, uterine cancer, and you're going to be infertile and basically your life is over. Wow, that's pretty sad. That's a sad thing to tell an 18-year-old who barely just started her life. Exactly. How did you deal with that? I didn't deal with it well. I was very angry at some higher power above for making my life like this. Why, God, why did you make my life like this, right? But um, my mom was doing some kind of yoga practice. My mom was doing some kind of like holistic wellness practice. And she actually suggested brain education to me because she was doing brain education before I was doing brain education. And at the time, I was like, Mom, I that's not for me. I don't meditate. I don't do yoga. I'm an athlete. I lift weights. I play sports. You know, that's the cool thing to do. That's what society tells you to do. So now it's a little bit different. Now yoga and meditation is more trendy. But back then it wasn't that that trendy at all. So, but then, you know, like she suggested that to me and I thought it was hoo-ha, spiritual hoo-ha. But then when I really faced myself honestly, I had to admit that I really needed help. But the thing that was, was stopping me from admitting I needed help was just my pride. But I had an earnest desire to become healthier, to become happy, to become more peaceful. I didn't have any of those things. Uh, so I just tried it out. I said, why not? I don't have anything to lose. So I tried it out and um, I really loved it. I really love the benefits of meditation that brain education offered me. I really love the holistic wellness aspects of it because it was exactly what I needed. I didn't realize how stressed out my body was from trying to eat healthy, trying to drink all the, all the like uh, the water, the recommended amount of water every day, trying to like get my exercise in. Cause you know, we, a lot of the times do them as a task, you know, it's like exactly a box we have to check at the end of the day so that we feel kind of secure that, oh, I did something for my health. But I did it in a stressful way, you know, not in like a, a calming, holistic wellness way that, you know, every health practice should be like. I did it in a very stressful way. So I didn't realize how much stress I was holding inside of my body until I did meditation, until I did stretching, until I did breath work, energy work, all of that. So long story short, it completely changed my life. It made me see exactly what my health condition is like. It made me see exactly my emotional condition. Because meditation is, has a lot of benefits, including physical benefits, emotional benefits. And it also gave me a deep sense of mental calmness and peace that I really, really wanted in my life. So now I'm making videos on my YouTube channel to kind of guide people who are maybe in the same or at least similar boat that I was once in of I'm doing all the right things, but I still don't feel well. Or especially now in the pandemic, so many things are unsure. So many things are insecure that mental health has become a very important thing that people are now talking about, which I'm really happy about because even just a few years ago, mental health, mental wellness is kind of taboo. 
no one wants to talk about mental health because they think if you talk about mental health, you're crazy. So all of those things combined has led me to what I do now, creating content on my YouTube channel based on brain education. What do you think are the biggest, what's the biggest benefit that you personally have received from meditation? And, you know, it can be anything. What do you think has made the biggest impact on your life? Definitely meditation gave me a space to know who I am truly. Most people, if I were to ask you, who are you? Most people would say, my name's Linda. They would respond with their name or they would respond to like, I am Linda. I'm from Los Angeles. I'm 31 years old. Like all these like facts about you. But then there's something about you that goes beyond just your facts. You as a human being, you as life existing on this earth. So what is that? Most people don't know. So who is Linda? (laughs) I would say, so beyond that name Linda, the me that's inside that I discovered through meditation is that I am light. I am light. Yes. And I I could talk a whole hour about how that discovery came to be, but just in a nutshell... I am light. That's wonderful. I, lo- I love the way you say that too. Um, what do you think are the benefits that some of our listeners could could enjoy through meditation? You know, be you know, being that most people are very stressed out right now. What are some immediate benefits that somebody could have from practicing? meditation and and how often should they be practicing it, you know is this something they should be doing daily weekly you know is there a specific magic number to how often you meditate before you feel good so i would say the immediate benefit that people can get is a sense of deep comfort and rest i think those are things that a lot of people want because of this stressed out lifestyle as you say we have an overload of sensory stimulus outside and a lot of people's their brains are just on like overdrive all the time thinking about what we have to do being stimulated visually auditorily there's so many things that distract our attention that we're actually very exhausted and that's why people try to go on vacations they try to do all these things to kind of feel a sense of rest and recharge but Now we can't travel as much as we used to. So I would say meditation is an excellent tool for people to have and for something that people can use to experience a deep sense of rest inside of your own body, deep sense of just contentment and fulfillment, just as you are, without needing anything more, without trying to like claw at something like, oh, I want this, I want this, I'm lacking, I'm lacking, that kind of mentality. So I would say that those are probably the biggest benefits, Um, as well as, you know, the obvious ones like stress management and emotional management. And then also I can, I totally think that meditation is great for executive functioning too that you do. So all of those things. Yeah, I definitely refer my clients um, to meditation when they come to me with issues with focus or with issues with uh, memory, for example, or 
just feeling overwhelmed, just having too much on their plate, just just so that they can feel that sense of peace that you're talking about, that calmness that you're talking about. Um, that's that's wonderful. I, I love that you you can help people feel contentment in their own skin without having to go on vacation to find it, without having to find some external way of making themselves feel better. Um, so how often should somebody practice meditation um, to feel the benefits? So I would say practice every day, <laughs> but um, it doesn't have to be long. And actually the main point of meditation, a lot of people think it might be like, you know, to like have dedicate like an hour of my time to like sit down in a room full of crystals and candles and now I have to make time in my schedule to meditate. You know, it's another task now, right? But meditation, actually, if you can just spend five minutes to just step back from whatever you're doing in your daily life, it, it could even be on your computer chair. It doesn't have to be in a fancy crystal room with candles. Just taking a step back from what you're doing, closing your eyes, focusing on your breath, and, become, and pulling your mind into your body, so that you can feel your body inside, connecting with yourself inside. That's the essence of it. So just only five minutes a day, every single day, to check in with yourself is enough for meditation. Is it best to meditate alone or, or can you meditate in a group? I know that you offer group meditations as well as individual meditation. But what is the best way? If you were going to give your advice, what is the best way to meditate? It depends on what your goals are. So I would say for kind of like self-discovery and for um, self-management, individual meditation is best so that you don't have any distractions and you can just focus on you and connect with yourself inside. But when you are trying to heal on an individual level or on a group, group level or like in the earth level, like healing for like a mass amount of people, then there's definite benefits of group meditation because the reason why group meditations are so powerful is when you're in a meditative state, you radiate a field of this energy, this healing energy that you radiate out from your body just by your brain being in that meditative state. So now imagine that kind of energy field that you have and then imagine there's someone next to you and then someone next to them and then they have their own energy field that they're radiating. So the power of multiple positive energy fields that one person is generating from that state of meditation radiates out bigger and bigger and bigger. It's like kind of a candle. I love this imagery that people use in Buddhism is that one candle doesn't provide enough light to light the whole room. However, that one candle can light another one and then another one and then another one. And the light of a hundred candles together now is so much brighter than the light of just one candle. But it started with that one candle light. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. I love that. that that's really awesome. Um, how long have you been meditating? I have been practicing meditation for eight years now. Do you feel that as you get better with your meditation, that it's easier to get into that meditation um, 
session that you do? Yeah, definitely. Because like with any muscle in your body, with training, you get stronger. So your brain too. The first thing that people experience when they try to meditate is that their mind wanders everywhere. It's so hard to focus on what you try to focus. And it's because your mind is not trained. It's not because you're you're not good enough. It's not because you're, you know, less than somebody. It's just your mind is not trained versus somebody who's been practicing. Their mind is just trained. So how long did it take you before you felt you were actually really good at it? I would say, (laughs) I would say it took me a few years, but that's only because when I first started meditation, I wasn't doing it diligently. I was kind of doing it as like a, side I guess I'll do it when I have time because you know I first also thought I need to make time for meditation I need to set up a space I need all these conditions to meditate but yeah but I would say depending on how it really depends on the person the more you dedicate from the beginning kind of like working out To get a six-pack, if you work out every single day really diligently, it's going to take that person much shorter than someone who just exercises for 10 minutes a day and then is trying to get a six-pack. So it took me a a few years because I wasn't so diligent in my first early years. So if if I was going to try to, and I meditate daily, but if I was going to try to meditate from scratch, like I've never done this before, and I started today and I did it diligently how long before I might be good at it I would say maybe six months okay so that's really not a huge investment considering this is something that can benefit your life for as long as you live so that's a pretty good investment time because if you were working out that would be about the same to really be good at everything that you're doing okay that's wonderful um okay thank you for that Does this also, can meditation help people with their physical or emotional or psychological issues? Of course. In what way? So physically, meditation can help because one of the key things about meditation is connecting with your breath. And your physical body, the essence of your life, your physical body is breath. Without oxygen in your blood... Your organs can't function, your brain can't function, your literal body cannot function well without enough oxygen. Without even just, I think it's like, if you have 30 seconds of no oxygen, your brain starts to die. So in that way, oxygen is so key. So it helps your physical health because it makes you aware of your breathing, aware of the breath so that it fuels all of the organs and muscles and bones to create health in your body. And then emotionally, when you meditate and then focus on your heart, it can be used as a tool to release a lot of trauma, a lot of memories, a lot of hurt. We can imagine that breathing out of our bodies. So it's a very powerful tool to release tension or release memories, sadness, hurt that we're (coughs) holding in our chest. And then mentally... It can really help focus, focus, concentration, and sleep. Because a lot of the time, the reason why people can focus and sleep is because their mind is running wild. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. 
And as I mentioned before with the meditation, you can use it to train your mind. So you can use it to train your mind to be quieter, train your mind to stay where you want to focus. If you're facing focus and sleep difficulties, it's because your mind is not trained and running wild, like a horse that is not trained and running wild. Interesting. Now, you've talked quite a bit about the breath. Can you explain to me what that means? What is the breath? Yeah. So it's just your breathing. Breathing is something we do literally every second, every minute, every day, every week, every moment of our lives. It's what makes us alive. But not many people know how they're breathing. So when you close your eyes and listen to your breath, you might be very shocked. might be the first time that you've ever really sat down and focused on listening to your breath. So isn't that kind of weird? Not many people do that. Even though breath is the essence of what keeps us alive, we are not in tune or aware of how we are breathing. So just in a nutshell to kind of explain breathing, when we are healthy, when we are breathing optimally, we are breathing from our lower belly. You can see this principle when you see a baby, a newborn baby. Have you seen a newborn baby breathe? Sure, absolutely. It breathes with its whole abdomen, belly up and down, up and down. And that's because that baby has no energy blockage. So the breath is the most optimal and your body's the healthiest when you're breathing from your lower abdomen. And then as we get older, we breathe into our chest because we start getting stressed out. So people mistakenly think that breathing from your chest is good because your lungs are there. But actually, if you're breathing from your chest, that means you have stress in your chest blockage. And then think about someone, how they breathe right before they die. If you've watched someone in their deathbed and you've heard their breathing, they're breathing from their throat. Right. Like it's much more stressed. Right. So can you see the progression? Baby starts from lower belly. Adults go to chest. And right before death, it's your throat. So we say, there's an interesting word in Korean. We say, when someone dies, we say their breath has been cut. So when you, when you close your eyes and check first, where am I breathing from naturally? Without trying to fix and adjust and, you know, try to push my breath down just naturally as you are when you close your eyes and focus on your breathing where are you breathing from and that can be a huge indicator to show you how much stress you are really carrying inside of your body the higher your breath is the more stressed out your body is the more unhealthy your body is no matter how much exercise you're doing how many organic gluten-free foods you're eating it's all about the breath so a lot of this sounds like you're helping people become more aware of their bodies and, and helping them become more aware of how their body's reacting to stress. Does that make, is that a pretty good analysis? I would say that's a pretty good goal of why you should meditate. Because 
the root of your problems starts with me not even knowing what my problems are exactly. And that's a pretty big frustration that people have. They say, Linda, I want to meditate, but what do I focus on? What do I, right. think, of, what do I think about? What's the goal of meditation? They don't know. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that meditation is not a goal. Meditation is just a tool to help us see our current condition inside. Because when we know the problem, we can fix it. Our bodies and our brains are innately designed so that if you realize a certain problem in your body, the body can fix it. Like when you get a cut and there's an infection, the body recognizes the pathogens and the infection. And without you thinking about it, all the white blood cells go to that place to fix it. But if you're... But if your body doesn't know, then it can't fix it. So same thing with your mind. If you don't know what you're carrying inside of your body, then you can't fix it. That's why we get stuck in a certain place. But meditation brings the awareness inside so that I can see exactly what my problems are so that my body and mind can use their innate ability to fix that problem. That's beautiful. Um, I think this is a really good place for us to talk a little bit about um, if somebody wanted to come in or if somebody wanted to meet with you to learn how to meditate, um, what would their process be? How would they get a hold of you? So I, um, I do one-on-ones online and I also do group sessions too. But if you're wanting to connect with me, I can, I'm offering free consultations just for people on Fazia's radio show. Uh, to meet with me one-on-one for 20 minutes to see what you're looking for and how meditation can help you with your specific physical symptom, emotional symptom, mental symptom, spiritual symptom, whatever it is that you might be uh, in need of. I am offering free consultations for 20 minutes for people who are listening to Fazia's show. And when, what is the email that they can get a hold of you at? Yes, it's brain education tv at gmail.com thank you so much i i really appreciate you coming on today and talking about meditation because as someone who does meditate i know what the benefits are i i could not go a day without meditating it really helps bring everything into focus for me helps me keep my life peaceful and connected so i appreciate it um I really appreciate Linda coming on today to talk to us about uh, meditation and the benefits. We're going to come back from the break and talk more with Linda Yunjin. And she's going to talk more about um, her ex- the brain waves and the myths of meditation. And if you have any questions, feel free um, to give us a call on the show as well. And I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host, and I'm an executive function coach here in Phoenix, Arizona. If you'd like to get a hold of me, my uh, email is fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also reach me directly at 480-648-1122. And we will be back from this break and talking more with Linda Yunjin on meditation. Thanks for listening. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
If you are struggling with organization, time management, or other executive functions, Fawzia Costi is ready to put you on the path to success. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com. Fawzia works with in-person clients at her Phoenix, Arizona office or with clients anywhere across the country remotely. Mention that you heard this ad from the Focus on Success radio show and receive a free initial consultation with Fazia, plus $50 off an intake evaluation, a $300 value. Visit executivefunctioncoachaz.com or call 480-648-1122. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Focus on Success. To reach Fazia Costi or her guest on the live show, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Fazia at Executive Function Coach AZ.com. Now, back to Focus on Success. Hi, I'm Fazia Costi. I'm your host, and today we are talking to Linda Yunjin about meditation. And thank you again, Linda, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you a little bit more about meditation today. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, One of the things that um, we didn't talk about during the last segment is when is the best time of day to meditate? Is there a best time? So I, I, <laughs> I hate to keep saying this, but it really depends on the person. I know that's a really frustrating answer to hear because we want to hear concrete answers, but it depends on what you want. So in the daytime, if you want to meditate in the morning, it's best to kind of recharge the day. So kind of to start, if you're looking to start the day on a positive note, if that's something that you have difficulty with, maybe you wake up grumpy or you wake up all like, oh, I have to go to work another day. If you kind of wake up with that kind of mentality and you want to start the day with more positive energy, then meditating in the morning is best. In the afternoon, if you're somebody who experiences severe afternoon slump, so maybe like lunch food coma or you need to like reach, reach for that cup of coffee at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. because you get that afternoon slump and you want to recharge your body naturally without caffeine, then meditating during the afternoon is good. But then if you're somebody who carries a lot of stress during the day, but you want to just cleanse yourself before you sleep, especially if you have insomnia, insomnia people just carry that day's uh, stress towards sleep so that's why they can't sleep very well. So if you're looking to alleviate things like insomnia and you want to just wipe the day clean so you can start a new day tomorrow, then meditating at night is good. So those three different purposes for three different types of day, times of day. Thank you so much. Um, you know, one of the things that 
I think most people would want to know, at least I would want to know this if I did not meditate regularly, is what what would I experience if I was having a good meditation session versus a not so good meditation session? What, what defines a good meditation session? Yeah, a good meditation session, you can see with this standard, if you feel cooler in the head, refreshed, emptier, clearer, then you had a good session. So there are many ways to get there. And I, I could talk a little bit about that later, but there are many ways to get there to have that clear, refreshed feeling in your mind, in your head. But if you, even if you sit down for five hours and by the end of it, you feel still kind of like brain foggy and still kind of like heat in your head and something's not clear and it's not refreshing, then you have to check how you spent that five hours meditating because that yeah. is an indicator of how well you did in your meditation. Well, let's go ahead and talk about what are some of the things that would help you have a good session? So this kind of ties into maybe um, some false beliefs that people might have about meditating. So a lot of the times people think that to meditate, you have to sit still. And the longer you sit still, the better it is, because that's what monks do. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a huge misconception about meditation. And most of the time in our modern day lifestyle, maybe it works for monks who live in the mountains with lots of beautiful nature and there's no cars honking at them. There are no people flipping them off on the street. <laughs> like, you know, Maybe it works well for them up there. But for us, modern day people living our busy lifestyle, trying to sit still for hours is not effective and not possible. So for you to get that good meditation session, you have to keep that in mind, that sitting still is not the only way for me to connect with myself. So when you think of meditation in, in a different way, that actually by moving your body in certain ways, you can experience meditation because meditation is all about the brain and your brain waves that respond scientifically to your movement, to your breathing, all of these things. So even when you dance, you know, a lot of the times like we like to dance, but in our modern society, we think that we have to be good at dancing to dance. We have to have choreographed moves and we have to have fancy like footwork, all that stuff. If you can just turn on something fun, a, mu a piece of music that you like and just shake your body without thinking, without thinking, is this right? Is this wrong? How should I be moving? Just feeling the energy of the vibration of the music feeling your breath, feeling your movements, and just shake, 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 shaking. Shaking your fingers, shaking your arms, shaking your torso, shaking your neck, shaking your head, shaking your whole body from your top of your head down to your feet. If you just do this for five minutes, you will feel refreshed and clear. And that itself is actually meditation. Any act that you do that clears your mind, that clears your energy, that makes you lighter from this heavy burden of stress that you're carrying, that act is meditation too. It's not just sitting in a crystal room and chanting Om for five hours. That is meditation. Wonderful. Why are the brainwaves important in meditation? Why, why would we want to have certain types of brainwaves during meditation? And what are those brainwaves called? 
Yeah. So if there's one thing that the listeners get from this radio show, the most important thing is knowing that meditation is decided by brainwaves. So as we live our lives, our brain is constantly moving. We're constantly processing things. We're constantly listening to something, reading something, doing something. So depending on what we're doing at the time, our brain waves react differently to it. So for example, if you're super hyper-focused, we like to say when you're in the zone, when you're so focused on something that nothing else distracts you, whatever that may be, our brain waves are using gamma waves. And because the brain waves are in a state of gamma, which looks like like very tightly knit brain waves together, when your brain is producing that kind of brain wave, that's when you feel the symptoms of it, which is hyper-focusedness. So gamma is the highest, very scrunched together, tightly together. And then next one is beta waves. Beta brain waves are what are produced when we just live our normal life. When you're listening to this radio show, when you're scrolling through social media, when you're walking around, when you're just awake and alert, your body is on beta wave. So that looks more like it's a still tightly knit, but not like gamma, which is like this. So that is the brain wave of just normal activity. And then the, the next brain waves, so it gets slower as we go down, but slower and longer. So imagine a piece of rope. If you scrunch it together, it's gamma, and then you start to stretch it out a little bit more, a little bit more, and then we get down to the slower waves. So then the next one is alpha waves. So alpha waves is what your brain produces when you feel meditation. So the interesting thing about alpha waves is that it's not about what's happening outside of you. So it's not about being in a crystal room, having candlelight, having all of these things that makes your brain into alpha waves. If you can learn how to bring your brain waves down, then you are experiencing the same benefits of meditation as someone who might produce alpha waves sitting down. But maybe you don't produce alpha waves sitting down, that's okay. It's not about what you do, it's about how your brain waves are moving. So alpha waves are a little slower now, like wom, 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 like this. When your brain is down from gamma to beta to now alpha, that is when you feel the effects of meditation, not what's going on outside. And then after that is the sleep waves, the two sleep waves, which is theta, light sleep, wom, wom. <laughs> I hope my sound effects can help you. I love the sound effects. I'm trying to think. I for for our listeners, I'm actually seeing Linda do this like on on Zoom. So I'm trying to imagine how it's coming across for somebody who's just listening. But I, I think you're getting the picture that it the, the brain waves really make the difference into whether or not you're truly in that wonderful meditation state. And, and it truly is a wonderful feeling when you are meditating. I mean, that's the one thing that I think if I did it for any of, if I did, did it for one reason and one reason only, it would be that it makes me feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why yeah, all the other benefits it? are awesome, right? But just at the moment that I'm meditating, I feel really good. And that's why I do it. 
So that's that's really awesome. I really appreciate you explaining the brainwaves. And we had a little fun with that. So that was good. <laughs> um, what are some of the, I know we talked a little bit about the myths earlier, but let's talk some more about myths that pertains specifically to meditation. I know a lot of times when I refer clients for meditation, I get this funny look like, like really I'm here for executive function skills. Why would I need to meditate? So can we talk a little bit about the common myths that people hear or the common myths that you might hear when people come to you um, and, and how you address that? Yeah, so there are a few. So one of them is what I mentioned already that meditation is not about your environment. So that means meditation is not about sitting in a crystal room with candlelights chanting OM for hours. That's what most people think. And because of that image that society has given us about meditation, people, a lot of people get turned off by it, saying, oh, well, I don't have time for that, or that's not me. So that's one exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I meditate, and I don't, I don't have crystals all over the place, and... <laughs> Uh, you know, I do it in my office chair sometimes, and then I certainly don't live in the mountains in a, <laughs> you know, in Tibet with monks. So, absolutely. Right. Right. All right, let's go so ahead. Let's talk about the next thing. one. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that a lot of people kind of get stuck on about their about meditation. And then the next thing is that meditation is only for spiritual people. So a lot of the times, people. Uh, don't identify themselves as spiritual per se. And they think that meditation is only for people who are seeking enlightenment and wanting to be like a monk, but that is absolutely false. As you mentioned earlier, Fazia, meditation can really help stress management, focus, executive function. These are things that we need in our modern day world. So with the breath, with connecting to your breath, which is the life energy inside of you itself, you can manage the condition of your brain. You can manage the condition of your emotions. And you can manage the condition of your physical body. And especially those people who are working out every single day, eating healthy, doing all the right things to make you healthy, and you still don't feel quite whole. You still don't feel totally healthy. Then you need to open your ears and... (laughs) Listen in on the benefits of meditation. So two, meditation is not just for spiritual people. And three, that you need a lot of time to meditate. A lot of, a lot of the times people think that you need to sit for an hour or at least 30 minutes to get some benefits of meditation. But that is not true. You don't need a lot of time to feel the effects of meditation. If you really focus, even for just one minute, you can feel the effects of meditation. And then I have one more. Sure, let's, t- let's hear it. Absolutely. I have, I have one more that a lot of people misunderstand about meditation is that you don't have to sit down to meditate. Right. And I think we talked about that a little bit earlier mm-hmm. with the dancing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's all about the brain, not what you do. I love that. How do you feel about guided meditation? I know that for me, because I'm, a hypnotherapist. I do um, quite a bit with uh, hypnotherapy with my clients. And every now and again, I, I do have clients that come in and, and they don't want to do the hypnotherapy. So what I do with them is a guided meditation. And then I tape that particular session. 
and give it to them so that they can learn to meditate on their own should they want to practice this on a more regular basis. How do you feel about guided meditation? I think guided meditations are great. I think people of any meditation level can benefit from guided meditation, especially if you're a beginner and an intermediate meditator. I only recommend guided meditation, and that is because of this. When you are trying to think of your own meditations, you're already using your beta waves. You're in your thoughts. Because even though your eyes are closed, even though you're you know, away from what you're doing, if you're thinking about what to think about, then you're already in your thoughts. You see what I'm saying? So this is oh, absolutely. You're yeah. in, if you're in this beta wave of thinking, even though my eyes are closed, then you won't feel that refreshed, clear feeling of the alpha brainwave level. So it takes a real advanced person to be able to get to that level just on their own. So guided meditation is the way to go. I love it. So here's my question to you. We have um, a little uh, under 10 minutes left in the show. Would you be willing to spend maybe five minutes in walking our listeners through maybe just a brief, like five minute guided meditation so that they can get the idea of how this works for you? Sure. Okay. So all the listeners, if you are not driving, then please um, sit in a chair comfortably with your feet flat on the floor and close your eyes. Close your eyes and connect with your breath. Just breathe naturally and feel which part of your body you are breathing from without trying to control anything, without trying to make it better yet. Feel where you are breathing from. If you're breathing from your lower abdomen already, you are doing great. If you can feel your breathing from your lower belly, place your hands on your lower abdomen and continue breathing in and out from your lower belly. But maybe you can feel you are breathing in and out from your chest. If you feel that you are breathing in and out from your chest, you might also feel that behind the breathing in your chest, you feel some tightness in your chest, some tension. Do you feel that? If you feel that tightness in your chest, use your fingertips to tap lightly in front of your chest on top of your sternum, just softly for a little bit, maybe 30 seconds. And stop. Now feel your breath one more time. And see where you're breathing from now. Can you feel a little bit more opening in your chest if you felt blockage in your chest? It's interesting what the body chemically does when you just focus on your breathing. 
without having to do much, if you just focus on your breathing, your breath naturally goes down deeper inside and you start to breathe longer breaths. If you're breathing fast, try to make your breath longer now. So take a deep, long breath in and a deep, long breath out. Now we are consciously controlling the breath. Long, deep breath in. Long, deep breath out. Try five breaths like this at your own pace. Long, deep breath in, expanding your lower belly. And a long, deep breath out, exhaling out. And now check in with yourself. After doing these five long deep breaths in and long deep breaths out, can you feel something in your brain getting slower? Like the alpha waves, the warm, warm. So now open your eyes. So that even just doing that, connecting with your breath, and checking to see where I'm breathing from. If I feel blocked somewhere, just tap. Tap and open that blockage and then feel my breath again. And if I'm breathing fast, you can know my brain waves are fast too. So if you're breathing like, <sighs> then you know that's the exact shape of your brain waves. Wow. Gamma or beta. But when you slow down your breath because it's difficult to slow down your mind, when you consciously slow the breath, which is much easier to do, breathe in deeply, slowly, exhale deeply out slowly, then you directly, chemically, biologically, alter your brainwaves to slower through the breath. So that's the meditation hack. Thank you. Wow, that was, that was awesome. I was actually trying not to follow along because I know that once I start going that direction, I'm pretty much done for at least the next 10 minutes. <laughs> so I really appreciate that. So if you're looking to have uh, more calmness, more peace, more restful sleep, more just, just feeling better all around, even if you're doing all the right things, you might consider uh, meditation. And Linda Yunjin is, is absolutely phenomenal at teaching the skill. So if you'd like to connect with her, um, Linda, go ahead and give us your um, your email and your web page again. Sure. So my website, we have a contact us form there. Our website is braineducationtv.com. And the email is braineducationtv at gmail.com. And also, Linda is offering a free consultation. So please take her up on this. She is phenomenal at what she does. Um, she can actually help you improve your life just simply by learning med meditation. And 
this is something that you can do to also improve your executive function skills. So if you want to reduce um, anxiety or maybe improve your memory or improve your focus, this is really going to help you uh, get to that next level. So um, anyway, Linda, is there anything that you'd like to say before we end the show? I just want to thank you for having me. I think um, you're, I think you're awesome. I love what you do. And I think um, your audience probably really appreciates you too, which is why they follow you on the show. So thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun and I hope that the audience now can clear some misunderstandings or confusions that you might've had about meditation so that you can start incorporating it into your life. It's not just for spiritual people, it's for everyone. Anyone can benefit. If you wanna get in touch, then please email me. And then also Fazia is great. So please work with her as well too. Well, I didn't appreciate, I mean, I did appreciate that plug. I did not ask or pay her for that. No, she, no, so, she didn't. It was completely just out of my heart. Yes, just just a note. I, she, she did not tell me to do this. I just did it completely from my heart. Thank you, Linda. I really appreciate it. Um, for those of you who would like to talk to me about executive function, uh, my email is fazia at executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also go to my website and see um, some testimonials and also see all the other things that I do. Uh, my website is executivefunctioncoachaz.com. You can also reach me at 480-648-1122 for a free consultation. One of the things that I have not talked about um, on the show uh, up to this point is basically I also offer a, a scholarship program. So if you're interested in a scholarship, uh, please check out our website and feel free to sign up for that as well. Uh, at, at this point in time, we are going to be um, thanking Linda for joining us. And the next week, we are having a very special guest, Matthew Huffheinz, and he works in he works with autistic individuals and he helps individuals with their social skills. So if you know of anybody who is in need of help with their social skills, feel free to join us next week. I want to thank you all for joining us today and I look forward to having you back next week. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to Focus on Success. Please join your host, Fazia Costi, for another program next Wednesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again, have a great week.